Hello, and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast, the podcast where two ladies play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to the Wheel of Crime podcast. My name is Jen. And my name is Emily. Yes, welcome back. The month of Spooktober finally ended. It felt very long this year, but also not long enough. Finally? Are you kidding me? It didn't feel long enough. I'm like pissed. It it became November 1st, and then where we live, a fucking snowstorm just came down. It's been the worst listen though, <laughs> I hate it listen you cannot be that upset though because uh normally we have snow like genuinely for thanksgiving so the fact that it lasted this long that we didn't have snow i'm i'm happy about it i'm good i don't love <laughs> i don't love it but i know how much worse it could be listen i was talking to my dad about this exact thing actually and he was like i don't understand why people are like be thankful for how long fall was this year blah 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 because it used to be this long it's only been like the last few years of shitty weather why like where we now think that fall sucks but fall did not used to suck like it never used to snow on like halloween or before what halloween life when we have kids. you been living i remember having to put a snowsuit on under my costume for years years it is not just in the last few years thing agree to disagree because i also had to do that sometimes but it was usually just because it was cold not because it was actually snowing okay i will agree to disagree on that because i don't remember <laughs> i remember the snow so vividly not the actual weather it might it must not have been interesting enough to a six-year-old but who who's to say i mean there was definitely years where it did snow on halloween but i feel like it was not as common of occurrence and i'm i'm just mad i hate winter on my drive home tonight, I contemplated why I even fucking live in this province. Um, and I promise you, I'm trying to leave as soon as possible. See, I thought you were going to be dra- dramatic and be like, and I was contemplating on the way home, just driving off the road. <laughs> Take me I was trying here. not to do that on the way home because of the damn ice. I know. I was, uh, I was telling Jenny before we started recording about how my partner was trying to get on the road today and we had freezing rain before it snowed and it is not good. Not good for people. Not good for car. Just not good in general. But hopefully we'll get some traction soon. I don't know. I'm trying to be positive here. It's not looking good, fellas. It's not. I hate it. I hate the winter. I dread it. And like... I feel like usually I'm pretty excited for Christmas as soon as Halloween ends, but this year, I don't know why. I'm just, like, not feeling festive, and I feel like it's because I'm just mad about the weather, maybe? I don't know. That's the sign of getting older. You care less about the holidays and more about the day-to-day weather report, which, like, I can't even fault you over because that's, I think, the first thing I check in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but see usually you're excited for um uh christmas usually in september so i will say i was a little surprised but 
uh, maybe it's just something in the air. But um, on a separate but kind of a relatable note, uh, why don't you tell everybody what you did for Halloween? How how did you celebrate the last day of Spooktober? I mean, I went to Montreal and came home ill because of all the coughing children on the plane ride home, I think. Um, <laughs> the curse of recycled air, even though I was wearing a mask the whole flight. So that sucks. So I didn't really do all that much for Halloween because I was trying to, like, you know, not be Survive. sick anymore and, like, get better. But my partner and I did do our annual Halloween movie marathon on, like, the Saturday before Halloween, which we watched a few spooky movies, which you have not seen any of because you do not watch spooky movies. But for our listeners, we watched The Guest uh the original suspiria and high tension mm. i watched um wendell and wild and i also watched frankenweenie and then i watched pan's labyrinth and that was my halloween Ooh, pan's labyrinth i really like and i frankenweenie's a classic and i haven't seen the other one so uh wendell and wild is like the new um key I want to say Key and Peel because I know that's who makes it. I just don't know if that's, like, the name they go by now. Um, but they made, like, a claymation movie that's, like, Halloween-y. Um, and I, I liked it, but it felt, like, really rushed, which I think happens sometimes when you're trying to put a lot of different things into a story. But overall, though, it was a pretty good movie. Are you talking about Jordan Peel? Is that who made it? Yes. That's who I'm talking about. I remember. I just remember <laughs> the Peel part of it. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I've heard people talk about it, but I ha- I actually haven't seen it myself. So yeah, no, people have uh, been t- probably talking about it because it's like a a non traditional take on most claymation. Just because I think Tim Burton has kind of like really dominated in like spooky claymation for the most part. So it's kind of nice to see somebody yeah. else and kind of what they want to make out of it. But yeah, no, you should watch it. Um, I think it would be interesting for sure. But what you should watch first is Fleabag. Before you take any other recommendations <laughs> from me. Because <laughs> it's literally, I think, only two seasons. It's so short, but it's really good. Emily has been trying to get me to watch Fleabag for, like, months now. <laughs> and I will watch it. it I is, just... But it's the vibe of movie that you like. Movie. What am I talking about? TV show. You have to watch it. I'm surprised that you didn't watch it first and then tell me to watch it. That's how much you need to watch this. <laughs> All right, all right, I'll get to it. It's top of my list. Yeah. Uh, and then for other Halloweeny things, I did go to a couple Halloween parties, which is like pretty much what I do every year. And then um, my costumes were, I went as Austin Powers the one day, and then I went as Link from Legend of Zelda the other day. And then for the actual day of Halloween, I felt like hot garbage and went somewhat as a pumpkin, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those sound pretty good. I th- I remember you posting about your Awesome Powers costume, and I feel like it looked pretty cute. Yeah, I I did like a nice little uh, uh, feminine take on it because I'll tell you what, uh, velvet blue velvet suits very expensive, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Fair. I do not want to invest like $300 into a Halloween costume. So I worked with what I had and I feel like at least I at least got the vibe of it. And then, yeah, no. Um, so that was great fun. That was probably my favorite of the three. And then, uh, 
it was just uh trying to be in the spirit for the for the uh other couple and then yeah no i think i'm good to not dress up for anything else for the rest of the year now or until next year fair (laughs) i dressed up as velma from scooby-doo Ooh, very nice so then uh was that like a like a group costume or a partner costume or was that just to be Velma? No, it was because everyone at work was dressing up because right now I'm working on a kid's show. So people are very like in the spirit of things, I would say. Um, it's a very different vibe. This is my first children's show I've ever mm-hmm. worked on. It's a very different vibe than a lot of the other like movies and TV shows I've worked on. It's interesting. Mm. It's kind of fun. Um, there's like a very lighthearted vibe, so everyone was dressing up, and there was a costume contest, and I just got my hair cut, and I just got glasses, and I have an orange sweater, and my partner was like, you should dress up as Velma, you literally are already look like her. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're already halfway there. So I went and found a red skirt, and I had literally everything else in my closet, and I showed up, and people were like, oh, Velma! And I'm like, I feel like this is just because of my haircut, <laughs> which was unintentional. Hey, at least people knew who you were. That means you sold it really well. Uh, for me, the Austin Powers one, people were like, oh, you're like 1800s, like cool guy. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then for uh, my other one, which was Link from Legend of Zelda, uh, people would be like, oh, yeah, you're like an elf. And I was like, Sure. But one person told me that I went, obviously, as a garden gnome, and I was like, that's it. I think I have to leave this event. (laughs) I'm wildly offended tonight. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I apparently did sell it, and... It's a spear. uh, Because that was... It was on Monday, so it was my first day wearing my brand new glasses that I literally just got Mm -hmm. from the eye doctor. And then when I showed up on Tuesday wearing them again, people were like, Oh, we thought that was just part of your costume. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm a glasses girl now. You're like, nah, this is my life now, guys. XOXO gossip girl. New, yeah. New but month, how new was me. jury duty? Oh, I ended up not going. It got canceled. Like, uh, it was like a few days or it might, it was like somewhere between a few days to a week beforehand. But because it got canceled, I was able to actually search up like what, uh what proceeding was scheduled for that day because uh if it's something bigger goes to the news so i just searched up like oh you know um insert town we live in (laughs) uh court proceedings for uh october 31st and something actually did come up so um it was for a fellow in edmonton who was having his trial moved from edmonton because i guess he's pretty well known up there because he's a lawyer down to insert town we live in and the charges were uh second degree murder um for killing his wife so that's what the trial was going to be about and uh i think it either got so they say um the original court date got canceled in the message that i received so that either means that they're coming up with um new information and they're going to retry him on another day or um something else happened so i'm very curious to find out because now i'm tracking it right i'm like i could have gone to this case so what's gonna happen (laughs) man that would have been i mean someone died so i'll try and be a little respectful but i i feel like serving on the jury 
I just want to do it. See, I was hoping for something that was just like straight up redneckery. <laughs> I want, <laughs> like, I wanted something from like the boonies where they're like, and this man lit fifteen trailers on fire and then he ran naked through the woods. <laughs> I was like, I really hope it's something like that. But but you know, I guess in those situations, you just get what you get. But but yeah, no. So that's what happened. And then uh, yeah, no. So I just got to watch um my my movies. Which by the way. Um, I was going to say before I got distracted that my overall take on those movies, other than Wendell and Wilde, um, Frank and Weenie, very sad. I am very pet sensitive. So I was not too happy with that one. Is it spooky? Yeah. Is it like a kid's show? Yeah. Would I personally recommend watching it? No, because you will cry. Uh, and then Pan's Labyrinth, I really liked. I thought that was good. I will definitely be watching that again. Yeah. Frank and Weenie is really sad. I watched that quite a few years ago now. And, like, it's one of those ones that I rewatch every now and then, but I feel like if I'm going for spooky vibes, I usually go for Corpse Bride instead yes. because of that. See, Corpse Bride um, and Coraline are probably my, I are one of my favorites. I'm not a huge fan uh, of Frank and Weenie just because it did make me want to cry, and I feel like that's not, like, in the spirit of the season. And then... Uh, <laughs> for um the nightmare before christmas i always feel weird about it because it always feels more like a christmas movie than it does a halloween movie even though the main character is literally a skeleton that's how i feel too so i didn't watch it this year because i wanted to like fully enjoy halloween and fall so i'm gonna make it one of my transition movies from between fall and christmas because i feel like that fits better yeah so i wouldn't say necessarily that's my favorite halloween movie but it's still good in its own way exactly but we've been we've been chatting for a minute. Me and M have not <laughs> talked in a while, clearly, because we're just we're just chatting. But we should get into our real questions. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, October was hella busy. But yes, we will get now into our wheel of questions. So let's go. Have you ever made a viral video slash do you know anyone who has? Ooh, mm, made a viral video? No, I have not, thankfully, because it would 100% be something embarrassing that I don't want people to ever watch again. Uh, do I know somebody who has? Um, I mean, probably, because, like, I have a couple of, like, say, like, relatives like cousins of mine who are like really into social media um so they probably have a couple things that have gone viral not like mega viral where like the whole world's talking about you i mean thankfully uh but i don't know besides that i don't really know of anybody um i know uh my brother um ethan he used to go to school with a guy who's like the biggest tiktoker i guess in our hometown so that's kind of interesting but i i really got nothing outside of that i made a comment on a video once that got like a uh it's like a, a thousand likes on it so like i don't know I, i'm like pretty cool i guess <laughs> <laughs> you are the top commenter on that video yeah like i don't know i'm just uh i'm just uh, i'm just cool like that yeah i got nothing else to add um so yeah that's my story well what about you uh have never made a viral video, also thankfully, because <laughs> knowing my luck, it would probably be 
something that I'd never... I mean, I feel like most viral videos that are made are never intended to be viral videos, and that's why they work. Mm-hmm. See, like, but if you were to have a viral video, like, uh, for myself, anyways, I would want it to be, like, kombucha girl. Something where it's, like, simple and just, like, a little silly, but not, like, embarrassing. Yeah. Same. But I feel like that's not how the how the cards are dealt usually. I feel like it's usually embarrassing for the person in the video, but fun for everyone else. Yes. So then, uh, but yeah, no, um, so then do you know anybody who has, like, a viral anything? I know a few people who have made, like, not, like, super viral videos, but, like, you know, like, they've gotten a decent amount of views. It's funny because literally, I, like, I've had this story prepped for a while, but today, unrelated, one of my coworkers, her son, did, did the Kylie Jenner lip or like the lip challenge where you like suck a cup and it makes your lips really big, which oh, hasn't God, been yeah. a popular challenge for like a while. But That's he like randomly did it the ago. other night and I guess it it went viral overnight, like semi-viral, got like 500,000 views on TikTok. So like what, do we just do like the cinnamon challenge and and like the uh, <laughs> and the ASL ice bucket challenge and just pretend like <laughs> pretend like we're like super cool people who made it up? <laughs> mm, I mean, I feel like he's a child, so that's probably going okay, towards so like the younger we'll audience. one of my siblings is what we're saying. Yes, exactly. Sound. Probably the young one. The the youthful one. Well, I mean he is thirteen now. That's like that's like prime internet challenge age. Exactly. So All right, if you see ca- a young boy on our TikTok, don't be alarmed. <laughs> yeah, we do know him. He belongs to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> he belongs to Emily's mother. Yeah. He is a part of the picture. Um yeah. Alright. Well, should we spin for our next question? Yes, spin away. You have to make a viral video. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Uh, ooh, um. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna pick some, like, just for something ridiculous. Not embarrassing, but just, like, something where people laugh. I don't know what makes people laugh, so I can't even begin to describe to you what I would have to be <laughs> viral for. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe doing, like, a somersault and then twerking to the Ghostbusters or something. I don't know. That's valid. See, if I was going to make a cool viral video, I would want to make one of the, like, song videos. So, you know, the, like, my money don't dribble dribble. It rolled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would want to make one of those or like the Walmart, not the Walmart song, but like, you know how like all those songs used to go like viral back in the day? Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, yeah. And like all of those. That would I be wanna a lot of fun. I want to make an iconic song like that one day. I feel like that'd be so fun. Okay. Okay. I see you. That would be a good one. Um, What you said reminded me of like uh, of something else. Oh, yeah. Quips. I wouldn't mind making a viral video either if where it's just like me ranting and then i say something ridiculous right in the middle of it and then people take it out and they just like start like applying it to other like memes or situations like you know when people do that yeah that'd 
be kind of fun too, just because I love to rant. That could be really, that could be an easy enough video to make, is what I'm saying. I mean, maybe you just need to start ranting more on TikTok, and one day you can, your dreams will come to fruition. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we spin for our next question? Yes. What is your favorite viral video slash which one do you think is the best? Okay, see, there's so, so many now. It was easier to be able to pick, well, like, what your favorite was, like, back during, like, when Vine was active, for example, because the internet moved so much slower back then, where, like, a viral video could be, like, the top one for, like, a couple weeks or, like, three weeks at a time, whereas now it seems to change, like, almost daily. Um, so... Okay, okay. So what was your favorite Vine back in the day then? Ooh, um... Because I know my favorite Vine, personally. Um, My favorite Vine uh, is a little girl who says, look it, look it, it's freaking bats. I I love Halloween. Okay, that is a really good one. I just had about 15 different ones pop into my head because I just remember, like, I used to even go and, like, watch the compilations just to, like, remember what it was like (laughs) seeing them. Um, Exactly. (laughs) this is really making my gears turn uh i'm trying to remember um one did pop into my head and then it disappeared very quickly but it was very funny um oh um the guy who played the trombone with his kids slamming the oven door do you remember that oh, it was like that's a little a good song one. that was always a good yeah. one or um uh there was also um man i'm terrible at this there's many (laughs) but i'll I'll pick that one then just because it is one of the first ones i thought of but yeah i don't know like i said watching those compilations i'm like man so many of these are good and they used to only be six seconds like think about how that is right i know people I mean, I feel like people are still very creative, but I feel like especially like at the prime, like the beginning of Vine, people were getting very creative with like their little videos and I don't know, it was kind of fun and I kind of miss it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that you can do with like making content, but yeah, I think one of the more interesting things about Vine is that it was you could do whatever you wanted, but it had to be within a certain video quality, and it had to be six seconds long. You're right; people had to get really creative on what they could put out there. Yeah, very fun. But let's spin for our next question, our final question. Da-da-da. All right, let's hear it. Do you think, um, when you first started using the internet? Did you ever imagine how it would become today? Genuinely, no. And that's only because I've never thought about it. (laughs) I never, not even once, sat down and I was like, wow, I wonder what the internet's going to be like one day. I was way too concerned about, like, making sure that everybody on Facebook knew that I had, like, knew that I knew what the word raffle meant. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, just very different priorities. Or, like, email chains. I was very concerned about making sure that I sent out all of my email chains so that the ghost girl didn't come and kill me at midnight. (laughs) Fair. Same. Um, It's funny because I remember, like, so specifically 
I think it was in like ninth grade. Um, one of our teachers, we took the career aptitude test and I remember she said, some of you like, you're going to get whatever job you get, but like, don't take it to heart too much because some of you are going to be working jobs in the future that don't even exist yet. And I remember thinking about that as a kid and like, I couldn't even like fathom like what that would even mean. Because if you think about it now, like influencer like on social media that was a job oh. that just did not even exist or well, no, because like, they used to call them youtubers like when people first started blogging well first it was blogging you were a blogger and then youtube became more popular and then you were a youtuber like yeah influencer but this even was exist. even before that was really a thing like this would have been before people really started making money on the internet in that way right well what grade did you say you were in at the time ninth so youtube was a thing but it was not nearly as popular like i feel like it didn't really start becoming a thing until like 2012 2013 right because there were some people who like uh when we were that age who were doing stuff similar to that but you're right it was definitely not as blown up and popular as it is today because i remember watching like say like smosh or like Tabuscus or some of these other random people, but they didn't blog. It was, they were content creators, but it was just called being a YouTuber. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting, like how many jobs just like never existed and now because of how the internet evolved, they, all these jobs exist and like people who are like 18 who are TikTokers make millions. (laughs) Yeah, right? Because it's all through advertising and stuff. Yeah, or even, like, I remember trying to, um, even, because back when I would have been between high school and college, I remember Instagram models really becoming a thing, too, and, like, even trying to, like, figure out my brain, like, how that, like, people make that work, right? I know. It's flippin' crazy. I personally could never have fathomed what the internet would become, because, like, I mean, we obviously started using the internet, like, pretty much the exact same time, but, like... I remember when, like, fa- I remember when Facebook, like, first became a thing, and I was on there, and, like, using it all the time, and I couldn't even fathom that, like, one day I would get to a point where I am now where, like, I genuinely have not looked at my Facebook account in, like, six months. <laughs> See, or more. I don't even remember the last time I logged on there. See, I always still check those ones because I have a lot of, like, my older relatives who still use it pretty frequently. But that's what it's become is something for where it used to be cool for us to use it. And then we taught the older people how to use it. And now we're on to something else and they're still using it. Pretty much. But that does conclude the question segment. Do you have any guesses as to what my story is for you today? See, I am curious because obviously it's somebody who... um went viral for something but there's been so much like internet beef that's happened over the years between people and like crimes and other crazy things that people have done i genuinely have no idea who you're talking about well i'm pretty sure this is a person that you've heard of so we went in high school went viral um but i'll just get into it and uh you i'm I th- i'm pretty sure you know this story or at least heard of it when it was happening at the time there's a very good chance i i'm dying of curiosity just a trigger warning for people this one's sad and talks about suicide so if that bothers you 
listen to the next one, homie. Or listen to last week where we talk about your stories. But with that trigger warning, I'm going to go right ahead. Let's hear it. Amanda Michelle Todd was born on November 27th, 1996 in Vancouver, BC, and her parents are Norm and Carol Todd. Amanda's mom had this to say about her early years when she was born on, quote, on that particular year, Vancouver, BC got dumped with lots and lots of snow. Amanda was also 10 days late in being born, so when the doctor said go for a walk to encourage her birth, it was to be done very carefully. As Amanda grew up, snow captivated her. I'm not sure if that was because on the west coast of BC, we usually don't get that much of it. Before every birthday, Amanda would do a weather watch to see if there was snow in the forecast. There were indeed a few birthdays where it did snow some or lots. There's a very clear memory of a story when Amanda was middle school aged. It was her birthday. She had about eight friends at the house. It started to snow that night and everyone wanted to go outside, but no one was prepared with snow gear. We did manage to call up neighbors and friends to borrow clothing, clothing appropriate to the weather. This snow experience turned out to be a full of fun and laughter, although it was um, although it was evening and dark, the snow brightened up the night. Needless to say, the outside fun was hit was the hit of the party, as was the hot chocolate with tiny marshmallows and cookies at the end of the night. Fast forward to Amanda at fifteen, Carol started calling her daughter Princess Snowflake. Just to tease her at first, and the princess was because she was a typical teenage girl who wanted everything when she saw it advertised or in the store. Snowflake because she was born in a snowy winter, and it's ironic that her last Christmas, we went out to buy our annual Christmas ornament together. She picked a purple snowflake. I remember her words as we hunted for the perfect ornament in the store. Quote, I think we are in, we are in there for an, over an hour, her mom said. And her mom also said that Amanda's passions in life were singing, art, animals, and doing acts of kindness for others. So, do you know the story of Amanda Todd? It's quite um, notorious. I think I've probably heard of it, but the ring's no- the the name's not ringing any bells yet. Um, but from what I do remember, I'm pretty sure this is like an internet bullying thing. Sure is. Okay. So on September 7th, 2012, Amanda posted a nine minute YouTube video titled My Story, Struggling, Bullying, Suicide, Self-Harm, which showed her using a series of flashcards to tell her experiences about being bullied. So I don't know if you ever saw the video, but basically she was like using cards that she had wrote on to like tell what happened to her and what was going on i think so during the video amanda wrote that she was in seventh grade or that when she was in seventh grade around the same time she moved in with her father she used video chat to meet a new people over the internet and received compliments on her looks after a stranger repeatedly asked her for over a year to show him her breasts Amanda did so on a webcam stream and the person saved frames using screen cap. He later blackmailed her by threatening to give the topless photo to her friends unless she gave him a quote-unquote show. She was also featured briefly on the Daily Capper, which um, was a pedophile-run 
animated news show that tracked children who were groomed into flashing or sex acts on camera and encouraged their continued exploitation, which, that's no good. Vile. All right. As a side note, an episode of The Daily Capper a month after Amanda's death claimed to oppose her abusers and revealed evidence that incriminated them. Amanda wrote that during the Christmas 2010 break, police informed her at 4 a.m. that the photo was circulating the internet. She wrote that she experienced anxiety, depression, and panic disorder due to having been sexually exploited online and cyberbullied. Her family moved to a new home where Amanda later said she began using alcohol and other drugs. A year later, Amanda's blackmailer reappeared, creating a Facebook profile that used the topless photo as its profile image and contacted classmates at her new school. Amanda again was a teased. Eventually, she changed schools for a second time and she wrote that she began chatting to, uh, quote, an old girl an old guy friend who had contacted her. The friend invited Amanda to his house where they had sex while his girlfriend was on vacation. The following week, the boy's girlfriend and a group of about 15 others confronted Amanda at school, shouting insults with the boy's girlfriend punching her. Amanda fell to the ground, then laid in a ditch where her father found her later. After the attack, Amanda, Amanda attempted suicide by drinking bleach but survived after being rushed to the hospital and to have her stomach pumped. Quote, It killed me inside and I thought I was actually going to die, Amanda wrote in her video. After returning home, Amanda discovered abusive messages about her suicide attempt posted to Facebook. And I actually remember, like, I, I think it was after the video and after her suicide, seeing the comments that people had posted about this, telling her, like, oh, like, too bad it didn't work and all this stuff. And I just remember being like, wow, people are fucking mean. See, that's actually something that is kind of a really spooky factor of the internet, is there's lots of people who one person will start something and a bunch of people will jump on that bandwagon because it gives them something to bond over. And... No likey. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the psychology is behind that, but um, yeah, it's unfortunately really common for people to like just pick a villain on the internet and then do everything they can to vilify them. Also, the other part where whoever it was, because I'm assuming it's probably the same person or same group of people who are constantly harassing her. It's like the why. Obviously, they get some kind of gratification out of it, but also just, you know, yeah, I, it's no good. Um, in March 2012, her family moved to another city to start afresh, but Amanda was unable to escape the past. According to her mother, every time she moved schools, he would go undercover and become a Facebook friend. What the guy did was he went online to the kids who went to the new school and said that he was going to be a new student, that he was starting school the following week and that wanted he wanted some friends and asked if they could friend him on Facebook. They eventually gathered people's names and sent Amanda's video to her new school, including students, teachers, and parents. Which, I can't even imagine that happening to me now as an adult. 
but I feel like that would be especially traumatizing as a 15-year-old child. Oh, absolutely. Like, you would, you, as a 15-year-old, you, that it would be the end of the world for you, basically, right? Um, but also, what kind of monster behaves like that? Do we find out who did this eventually? Or is it just some random internet tr- stranger who never gets caught? We find out. <laughs> I'll tell you Good. Because I was going to say, if this is one of those ones where it's like, and then this happened and there was no, no justice, I'd be like, for fuck's sake, all this internet and still, <laughs> and still no <laughs> answers. All right. At least there's that. But yeah, no. Uh, super gross, though, so far. Don't love it. Six months later, further messages and abuse were still being posted to social networking sites. With Amanda's mental state worsening, she began to engage in self-mutilation and cutting. Despite her taking prescribed antidepressants and receiving counseling, she overdosed and was hospitalized for two days. Amanda was taunted by other students at her school for her low grades, a consequence of a language-based learning disability, and for her the time she spent in the hospital to to treat her severe depression. Her mom said, quote, It didn't really help that after she got out of the hospital, some kids started calling her psycho and saying that she had been in the crazy hospital. She went to the hospital, she had therapy, she had counseling, she was on a good track. On the day she gets out, that happens. I shake my head and think, are kids really that nasty? Do they really not think, what if it was them? Which is a great point. And I don't think kids think that because kids are really selfish sometimes. No. Uh, Children, from how I know them and obviously own life experience, I don't really think kids are able to think outside of what they're feeling in that moment. You know, because vicious, mean creatures, all of them. Pretty much. On October 10th, 2012, at about 6 p.m., Amanda's body was found hanging at her home. At the time of her death, Amanda was a 10th grade student at Cabe Secondary in Coquitlam, a school that caters to students who have experienced social and behavior issues in previous educational settings. So... The video that she posted went viral after her death, resulting in international media attention. The video has more than 14 million views as of February 2022, and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, also known as the RCMP, and British Columbia Coroner's Service launched investigations into the suicide. In response to her death, Christy Clark the then premier of British Columbia made a online statement of condolence and a suggested a national discussion on criminalizing cyberbullying. Also, a motion was introduced into the Canadian House of Commons to propose a study of the scope of bullying in Canada and for more funding and support for anti-bullying organizations. Amanda's mom, Carol, established the Amanda Todd Trust, receiving donations to support anti-bullying awareness education and programs for young people with mental health problems. The RCMP had started their investigation right when she was found, and them and the BC Coroner's Service put 20 full-time investigators on the case. The Coquitlam and Ridge Meadows serious crime teams cooperated in a full investigation, conducting interviews and examining factors that might have contributed to Amanda's death. Investigators reviewed content at social media sites and actively monitored pages. So the Canadian national organization CyberTip.ca 
Reported have reported uh, that they received a tip about Amanda nearly a year before her suicide. The anti-child exploitation group stated that in November 2011, a concerned citizen reported that images of Amanda were in circulation on the internet. That information was provided to law enforcement and welfare agencies at that time. So a year before she committed suicide. According to the CBC News program, The Fifth Estate, the RCMP were repeatedly informed that Amanda was being sexually extorted by an adult male. And in response, the RCMP told the family that there was, quote, nothing that could be done about it. According to the Ontario Provincial Police, however, the crime of sexualization can be investigated quite successfully. And we now know that it often can and is investigated quite successfully if the law enforcement wants to put their minds to it i will say right which it's they like one of those usually. things where unless it's like something that uh is pressing or urgent it isn't really something that they deem worth their time so to speak it's really odd because I feel like law enforcement tends to use the excuse of, oh, it's on the internet, so it's not within our jurisdiction, so we can't do anything. But they they actually legally can. And, like, those yeah. acts are still illegal, and they can do something about it. They just, it appears to my eye as a citizen who is not part of the police that they just choose not to Right, or using the excuse of it being a gray area because it's like, oh, well, the internet's a, like a like a universal um, content. It's like, okay, but if it was, say, for example, like uploaded and created and is a in-Canada issue and it's illegal here, would that not be something that we could do something about? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was a great point. <laughs> you would think that they would have that logic also, but apparently not. I would think. So... After an investigation by Facebook's security unit, whose report was forwarded by U.S. authorities to the Child Exploitation and Online Protection Center, attached to the British National Crime Agency, and then to Dutch authorities. In January 2014, Dutch police arrested a man in a case involving multiple victims in the Netherlands, U.K., and Canada, having installed spyware on his computers chilling chat logs of um, extortion, numerous images of child pornography, and 5,800 bookmark names that served as a database of potential victims and their social networks were found from this one man. That is horrifying. You're telling me that just some guy in the Netherlands went and was like putting his 24-7 into basically spying on people and creating this giant blackmailing network to collect child pornography. Yep. I mean, it's probably a... I mean, there's a market for it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. But I did not expect it to be somebody from the Netherlands because I... Like, now that you're telling me this story, like, I do remember seeing that video that you were talking about and these things, but, like zero clue about any of these other things so in april 2014 it was reported to 
It was reported that Dutch authorities charged a 35-year-old man of dual Dutch and Turkish citizenship identified as Aiden Coben in the Netherlands with indecent assault and possession of child porn. That same month, the RCMP announced that that man had been charged with extortion, internet luring, criminal harassment, and possession and distribution of child pornography for his alleged offenses against Amanda and other child victims. Amanda's mother thanked police, but also said that she believed more than one person was involved. On January 28, 2015, CBC News said that Aiden Coben had written an open letter proclaiming his innocence and also that he wasn't sorry for what happened to Amanda. Dutch authorities dropped some child porn charges on October 2015. Aiden's case went to trial in February 2017 and concluded on March 16, 2017. He faced 72 charges of sexual assault and extortion in the Netherlands involving 39 alleged victims, 34 were young women and five men in countries kind of all over the world, but like it included like Britain, Canada, Norway, the US, and others, some of who had been harassed for years. Eventually convicted and sentenced on Dutch charges of internet fraud and blackmail and blackmail, he faced five separate Canadian charges related to Amanda. So Amanda is separate from those 39 other victims in the Netherlands charges. And it was anticipated that he would be extradited to Canada no sooner than the middle of 2018 while serving his Dutch sentence of 10 years and 8 months. Amanda's mom, Carol, was relieved at the sentence that he had there and, you know, probably looking forward to getting some closure for her daughter as well. And in December 2019, it was reported that Canadian authorities were preparing for an ex um, to bring him over to Canada. So bringing him over to Canada was delayed until December 2020 due to problems obtaining travel documents for Aiden and his lawyer, Robert Malwich. The trial began in the Supreme Court of British Columbia on June 6, 2022, and on August 5, 2022, the jury found Aiden guilty of all charges. On October 14, 2022, Aiden was sentenced to 13 years in prison. The presiding judge used her discretion to add a year to the 12 years sought by the Crown Attorney, citing uh, aggravating factors including the sophistication of the blackmail scheme, the widespread distribution of Amanda's images, and Aiden's lack of remorse. So, this one started way back in 2010 and only concluded like less than a month ago yikes uh i'm just wondering so his sentence that he served in the netherlands which was 10 years um that was for his 34 cases of uh basically harassment and child pornography and he only got 10 years so it was 39 victims over multiple countries and yes he only got 10 years and eight months in the netherlands and then he got 13 extra years in canada i'm actually without words i do not even know like how can you say that people are protected by the justice system when this kind of stuff happens yeah it's just (laughs) 
And also the fact that it, it took so long for to them to even start looking into it. Like, oh yeah, a girl sure. had to die in order for them to start looking into it. Well, and it's like, too, like, clearly this person uh, has problems. I mean, that much is obvious. Uh, but like I said, to put your whole 24-7 into this for 39 victims like that's insane and then also like remorseless like just every time you share one of your stories with me i'm like man people are just monsters fucking men (laughs) fuck them um but yeah no like i said i don't really have anything else to add just a very very sad sad thing that happened and i do hope at least like you know the other people who were affected got some sort of justice out of this even if it doesn't really feel like it necessarily um yeah so i had seen the video back in like 2012 when it was going viral and i recently rewatched it because it's still up on her youtube channel um and man that's fucking sad to watch I believe it. I remember, um, like, as soon as you said that she's holding up, like, these pieces of paper and she's, like, putting them down, like, it came back to me. And I was like, ooh, yeah. I remember that being very, very sad. Because then people, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, I'm pretty sure people started, like, micro campaigns after that about, like, stop internet bullying and all these things. But it's like, okay, but at the same time, where was this energy when it was happening? No kidding. And, like, I don't know. It just feels so bad because I remember like I was never bullied to that extent obviously but I remember like how mean people were when we were in middle school and and stuff and like I just like how isolating that can feel if you feel like everyone's against you and I just can't even imagine like moving schools like three times to try and just get a fresh start and every time you're starting to like get somewhere you just get like torn back down and how like dehumanizing that would feel oh of course and then also like like you're a kid basically like when you're a teenager and the internet was still such like a not like you know new new but the whole like managing your social media and like like all of these types of things like you know social media was new at that point i would mm-hmm. say like so there it was like a really new management new systems right well it's like as soon as you said that um that a profile had added her on facebook using her picture as its profile picture i was like man that would not fly today you'd get flagged within two seconds from facebook and reported to the police yeah i just uh like i yeah i feel for her feel for her parents and like her family but it seems like her mom is still like keeping up with like the amanda todd trust foundation and still like a huge advocate for bullying and cyberbullying, which is which is great oh for sure and actually that's a, a nice um kind of segue into this part where if you are somebody or you know somebody who um, is struggling with some form of online bullying or har- harassment. There are lots of ways to deal with it now. Um, maybe after this episode, we'll put some plugs in for our media and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely something where if it happens today, there are a lot more resources to help you. 
uh, or whoever it is uh, you're thinking about and uh, ways of being able to protect your privacy and doing other things as well. Exactly. Oh, man. It just, I don't know, this story, I feel like because I was like in it while it was happening, like watching the video as it went viral back in the day and like, you know, young enough to like feel that connection this one just like hits hard you know oh for sure and i think too a big part of it is that uh she would have literally been born you know around the time we were we like how her experience went very easily could have happened to any one of us or people that we knew right i mean she was born in 96 so oh, so literally the year i was born cool all right <laughs> <laughs> so she's our age yeah Cool. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, just it's very interesting, like I said, seeing kind of how things have, like you said, evolved since then. And very unfortunate, though, that um, it's I actually read something interesting the other day where they said a lot of uh, laws and rules are usually paved in the, the thing I read said blood, but all kinds of things like crime, other heinous acts. Uh, the reason that we have the things we do today is because stuff happened to have it happen. And as unfortunate as that is, it's kind of for the better now, I suppose. That's the hope, at least. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So this was a sad episode. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for bumming me out, Jen. It's like Nove- the start of November, and you're like, yes, let's make everybody sad. Listen, November is one of my least favorite months of the year, so maybe I'm just in my sad girl phase. I don't know. Well, you'll got you got to listen to that T Swift and really get in your feels before <laughs> Christmas rolls around. <laughs> Let me just go listen to All Too Well, 10-minute version, Sad Autumn Girl version. On repeat. (laughs) That's a real version that exists, by the way. Oh, I 100% believe that. Um, But yeah, I suppose that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, Like I said, uh, we'll probably uh, plug what we can for information and resources uh, on our social media. So if you want to check any of that out, uh, that is available. And besides that, uh, if you would like to follow us on our social media, we have a Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Wheel of Crime. Um, If you'd like to leave us a review, you can uh, leave us one on uh, wherever you listen to us, really. Um, Spotify, Instagram, ha ha, iTunes, hee hee. Uh, (laughs) And Five Stars does help us reach other listeners, so that would be greatly appreciated. Um, leave us a little word, say anything you like. It's all cool. Uh, besides that, uh, we do also have a Patreon if you want to donate to the show and we'll get a little something out of it. And that is wheel of crime at patreon.com. Um, if you're curious about us and you're like, Hey, what are these people about? Uh, you can look at us on our website, which is www.wheelofcrime.com. And, uh, besides that, um, we also have an email, which is wheelofcrime at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us and really just say anything you like, you know, we're always open to, to new people and new words and getting input and all the, all the other fun things. And as well, since it is uh, no longer Spooktober, I bet a lot of you are wondering, hey, your listeners episode was pretty cool. We would love to tell more stories. Well, I have great news. Uh, as we said previously, um, we did decide to keep the Google form up. Uh, Jen made some adjustments to it uh, and all that. So if you have a listener's story, really about anything you want to tell, whether it's crime related, just a little bit spooky, maybe something a little bit interesting and weird, uh, you can send it in to us there. And uh, once uh, you know we have the ball going on that, maybe we'll create something a little bit more regular and uh, share some more with you guys because that was very fun for us. I really enjoyed that. 
Me too. Also on the Google form, you can suggest a topic you'd like us to talk about. And just to go off what Emily said, holiday season is coming up. So we are probably going to do another listener story episode for Christmas this year. So please start submitting your stories now because we want to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's actually a great point too. Yeah, if there's anything even Christmassy that kind of falls into that category of crime, spooky, mysterious, yeah, we totally love to hear it. There is, there is a uh, no. Um, what's the word I'm searching for here? Uh, eh, whatever. It's gone now. <laughs> we would love to hear from you guys. It's great fun for us, and that's all I got. All right, with that, that's the end of our episode today. So we will see you next week for another new episode. Okay, bye. Bye.